0: So this is it, a podcast about marketing for IT professionals. Today, I want to take you back to where it all began. To the first time that you launched your business and that you found a name for it, and a brand. I wanted to talk about it because sometimes what I see is that MSPs, they kind of just wing it and it just happens without planning. Branding comes as an afterthought. I've seen MSBs ask on Reddit how to name their business. And to me, that sounds a little bit weird. As a marketer, the name and the identity of your brand is super important. So what's in a brand? A brand encompasses a lot of things. It encompasses the vision that you have for your business, the idea, the name, the culture, the face of the company, the personality. What people are gonna remember about you is all within your brand. If I talk to you about Coke or Google, Jeep or Amazon, Netflix, these are more than just names. They're more than just commodities. We all have feelings towards those companies and a sense of attachment. And when you create your own business, it's a good idea to want to recreate that to some level. You do want your customers to feel an attachment to you. You do want them to be ambassadors of your company. You want them to love you, appreciate doing business with you. You want them to remember who you are and come back again. So if your brand is a byproduct of launching your business, it might make you look kind of clunky. It makes you look like a weird teenager that doesn't know who he is yet. So what you wanna do is really take the time to build a strategy around your brand to make you look more professional and build more trust. What kind of experience do you want your clients to have when they do business with you? That's something that you need to keep in mind when creating your brand. And even if your business is like 10 years old, it's not too late to revisit your brand. You could do a brand overhaul, a rebranding, or simply just tweak it a little bit so that it reflects what you want it to reflect better. Just as people, we can reinvent ourselves. The same goes for your brand. Actually, it really helps if you try to think of your brand as a person. What kind of person they are? Are they a friend? Are they very serious? Are they corporate? Are they clumsy, just visualizing your brand as an entity, as a person, might help you when it comes to defining it better. Just having that image in your mind will help you be more serious, create feelings that go with it, and just making your brand more relatable. So as part of the strategy for your branding, you're going to need to revisit eight different things. The name of your business, Obviously, that's not something that's easy to change. So I'm pretty sure that you got the name you have for a reason. I've seen some companies rename themselves later on, but that's something that's difficult and requires a lot of strategy. After that, there's your logo. The logo is easy to change. You might just have to uh, remember everywhere that your logo is just to change it over time and print new stationaries, but that's not a big deal. As part of your logo and your branding too, you have the color aspect of it. Color has a personality and it also helps you stand out a lot. I see a lot of blues. A lot of MSBs have blue. Blue is a color that is reliable and trustworthy. It is very established. It is corporate-ish. It's not a color that is extremely fun, but at the same time, it works for a lot of people. So whenever you pick a color, remember companies like Tiffany or HubSpot with their little tealish green and HubSpot is orange. That orange is very definitive. Although you can't really recreate something to that scale, you do want to have a strong branding. Uh, And you want people when they see your ads or when they see your social profile to know exactly who you are and what kind of colors and feelings you represent. Another aspect of it is the font, the font that you choose has a personality too whether we like it or not we associate feelings to fonts and we don't always realize it and within the font there's a lot of different things that have a lot of meaning too the weight of the font the kerning all that stuff that's define how the font is being created can create some kind of feeling around it too if i talk to you about coke you instantly have the white cursive in your mind you know exactly what that font is it's kind of the same for your brand. And some companies even go as far as to create their own custom font. You're never going to find the, co- the Coke font in Word. It's a font that was made specifically for them. You don't necessarily need to go that far. But I do recommend that you don't use like Comic Sans or Garamond straight out of the box. Another aspect that we sometimes forget as part of the branding is the personality and the values that you want to put forward. You might think a little crazy to go that far, but actually those things are going to encompass the tone of voice that you use, the image that you find, everything in your brand is going to relate to that. If you want, you can also include a tagline in your brand. I've seen way too many puns with IT in it for it, like we fix it it we like it i i think it's a good idea to kind of steer away from that because it's been really overdone if you feel like it works for you that's okay but keep in mind that other msbs might have something similar in your area a tagline can instantly bring you in a state of mind too if i tell you in space no one can hear you scream You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Alien Movie. That tagline is very famous. People recognize it instantly. You can do the same thing with your brand, of course. Not about space. But you you can create a little tagline that goes with the name of your company that you either include in some some versions of your logos or uh, you bypass it depending on the media that you're choosing. And your tagline kind of leads into your unique value proposition. The unique value proposition is not a slogan. It's not a tagline. It's more a descriptive... Uh, in a few sentences that tell exactly what you do and why you do it, why you get out of bed in the morning, why people should do business with you. And when I say unique value proposition, I mean something that is extremely different. I might do a podcast on that specifically later. I've seen a lot of generators around where it's like for who, what, and how. Those are helpful just kind of to make you think, but the thing that comes out of the generator is not a unique value proposition unless you're a robot. And another thing to keep in mind when you think about unique value proposition is that it needs to be unique. It's your secret sauce. It's really what brings people to you. And if you say that you're providing good service, well, that's bare minimum for doing business. It's not a unique value proposition. And lastly, uh, one thing that I like to include in the branding aspect too is your mission. It's a little bit different than the unique value proposition. It's kind of the long-winded version of it where you get to describe what you feel is important as part of your business. What's your mission? Where's your business going and why? All of those elements are going to give you a sense of purpose, a sense of why. They're going to help you with your marketing. They're going to help you recruit new clients, but also recruit new employees. Because if you know who you are, that's going to be contagious. In an interview, I've often been asked, why do you want to work with us? If as a potential candidate, you might have an answer for that, but if the company themselves don't even know why they're doing business, then it's going to be really difficult to make those two align. As a business owner, finding the why is actually really important. I thought I could finish on a couple of uh, tips on how to brand. The first thing that you need to think when you do create your brand, once again, I feel like a broken record, but is thinking about your audience audience and your persona. That's gonna help you a lot because you want something that you find cute but you're not your audience. You're not who you're trying to do business with. So your branding should really be closely related to what your audience likes rather than what you feel appealing. So even if you pick the color of your bedroom because that's your favorite color, if it doesn't tell the right message and it doesn't resonate with your audience, uh, you might be due for a rebranding. After that, your value proposition should give you a sense of purpose and it should be wrapped in the benefits of doing business with you it shouldn't be just lingo it should really have an emotional appeal to it the why would someone come to you another thing that you need to do when you check it when you uh, create your brand is to look at your competition whether it's online or really local. Having a good understanding of what your competitors look like, what colors they chose, is going to be good for you to differentiate and to make sure that you stand out. Another thing that could be useful to you, especially if you create content or if you subcontract content creation to someone, is to have a tone of voice and a brand voice that is clearly defined. Some people often bypass that, but you want to be very clear about the words that you can use. For example, some people want to use emails. Some people use electronic mail. You have to really pick the words that represent the brand, the font, the images. All of this needs to be documented in a brand guide. I know a lot of little companies don't really have it, but it's really useful as you grow, especially to define yourself and to help you. It's a little bit like a journal for your brand. And then as you grow and subcontract people, you do have that reference guide to help them create what you want. A few things to avoid is really, I did mention that you need to check out your competition, but don't copy or react to competitors. I've seen some brands just make sure that, oh, my competitor is doing this, so I need to do that in reaction. Well, when you do that, all you do is kinda, you're the mean girl at school. You don't know who you are, but you just react to what the bullies are saying. You want to define clearly who you are and stand proud of that. And if you're doing it right, You don't need to do anything in regards to your competitors. You're just gonna stand apart by planning your branding strongly. Another thing that you need to keep in mind is that don't go against the grain. Remain true to who you are and authentic. That's gonna be very important as you define your brand. You also want to be clear. Uh, You want to avoid mixed messages and inconsistency. That's why the guide comes in really handy. What you can do if you're unsure about your brand is just send a little survey out to your current customer base. You can ask them how they feel, why they do business with you, uh, what defines you as their go-to guy. Just make sure that you take their opinion and that you react to it and define it very clearly. All right, I hope this was useful and gave you a couple of tricks. Until next week, don't hesitate to connect on LinkedIn or the Facebook page and reach out if you want me to address any specific subjects. Otherwise, Have a good week.